Hi, and welcome into the Kitchen Sink podcast, where we talk about everything but the kitchen sink. Hello, um, welcome into the kitchen sink. This is episode four. Um, sorry, pardon me. I'm I'm sure that was absolutely disgusting. But hello, welcome back to the kitchen sink. If you're, if I mean, if you're not new, if you're new, hi and welcome in. Um, thanks for joining us. I'm very excited about today's episode. We're going to be really dishing the dirt. I say we all the time and it's not, it's just me. But yeah, I've got a really fun episode planned today. I'm not going to lie, before we get into it, I need to tell you the situation currently where I've got a few things to get off my chest. Um, First of all, if I sound rough, rougher than usual, um, it's actually because I'm slightly ill. Um, I say slightly, progressively getting worse. (laughs) <laughs> okay. It kind of began yesterday. Now, I'm not going to lie, guys. My sister came to my flat last night because it, her and her boyfriend needed to stay over. She used me like a motel. She did, right? She came late at night. I'm talking, I don't think they got here until about 9pm, right? They used... Oh, you can see the coasters. That's really annoying. <laughs> Sorry about that. If you're watching, you, you've, you've just seen me move some coasters because they weren't meant to be in the shop, but turns out they were. Also, how's this this visual look? This looks better to me, in my opinion. But I do think I need to try and get some sort of foam or something to go into the kitchen sink like it's full, you know? Um, but anyway, sorry. If you're, not, if you're not watching this on YouTube, then that's really boring. But I will just plug that real quick. These, uh, these episodes are going up on YouTube now. So if you fancy watching me as well as just listening, check it out. Let me know what I, what I can do to better this because I have lowered the sign, which I think looks better. And I just think I need some sort of foam or something in the actual sink because it's just an empty sink currently. But anyway, so my sister, she came, right? Her and her boyfriend came at about 9pm. Um, it wasn't last night, it was the night before, right? And... I mean, I was ready for bed at about half past 10, right? So we didn't do much talking or catching up or anything. Then, obviously, we went to sleep, and then they were back out and leaving at half past six to go get a bus. So she literally used me for my flat because she was getting the bus from Leeds. And I know what you're thinking, Brad, she's your sister, like, she's allowed to. But guys, you don't understand, she didn't even ask me. She didn't even ask me half the time. She just shows up. Like she don't even tell me when she's on she, when she's on her way anymore. She's just she's just ringing my thingy like like this time she rang my um, alarm thing or like she called up to my flat and guys I'm not gonna lie the the call up to my flat like the noise is an abrasive noise like it isn't some soft tone no it's like a massive ring a ding ding but anyway um, the reason why I bring her up is because she was coughing and spluttering right she was cough, she was coughing and spluttering all fucking night. Um, and I, I said to her, I was like, please do not cough all over anything because I really don't fancy getting ill. Um, and I didn't know these things worked that quick. So who knows? Maybe I was just coming down with something anyway. The odds are a bit weird and a bit sus if you ask me. But anyway, so I think I've caught whatever I've got from her. I'm not going to lie. On top of that, guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm fighting the urge to bleach my hair. Right. Now, I can, I can already hear you all being like, no, Brad, no. Because I'm not going to lie. I went live like a week ago or something. Um, and I, I think I titled the live something like shaving all my hair off or like shaving my head. 
Um, which wasn't a lie because I was just doing a haircut because I cut my own hair. But the amount of people that came into that live and were like, no, Brad, don't do it, don't. And I was like, wow. Like, if I if I was doing it and ha- had already started, like, that's rough. And also, I've been buzz cut before. So that kind of reaction from the masses did not make me feel good about that time in my life. I won't lie. But anyway, so yeah, I'm ill. I'm I'm really wanting to bleach my hair. I'm thinking I might do it this weekend, guys. So who knows? The next podcast you get, I might be I might be bleach blonde. Because when I did it, because I have done it before, when when I was buzz cut, it my, my hair takes really well to bleach. Really, really well. I I I've, I vividly recall trying it a few times, and there was one time that I tried to do it during uni, and it was when I was going through a phase of like dyeing my hair loads. So it wasn't virgin hair that I was trying to dye. It was obviously just dyed hair and that doesn't obviously react as well to bleach. So that obviously went orange. But then during lockdown, I did so much shit with my hair, guys. I did fucking, I did cheetah print or was it leopard print? What's the difference? Leopards, they're like kind of stripy, right? I think I did cheetah print. I'm pretty sure I I thought it was leopard print at the time. But anyway, um, I did so much stuff to my hair. And guys, it was taking so well. Because first of all, I was buzzed. Like my hair was buzz cut. And also it was completely virgin hair. Because obviously I kept shaving it down really short. So it took really well. So I reckon it will take really well. And I've not had my hair long with with the bleached hair yet. Um, And I just think it's time that I'm kind of bored. I'm wanting a change. I don't know. Obviously, I'd leave my beard the colour it is and obviously my eyebrows too. So I would be rocking like a two-tone moment. But um, I've been looking on Pinterest and guys, I'm not going to lie, some of the pictures that I've been seeing, like I really think I'd rock it. So I'm sure a lot of you will be talking me out of it, but I think I'm going to do it anyway because at the end of the day, it's just hair. Like hair grows back. It's not that deep. Um, So I think I'm probably going to do it. But it's just effort because I've got to do it on my own. But I mean, I did my leopard print hair on my hair, on my own. So I am capable. It just takes a bit more effort. So who knows? Maybe next week, if you're watching the visuals on YouTube, then you might see bleach blonde hair. But anyway, let's get into today's episode and what we're doing. Basically, I wanted to speak about dating, relationships, all that jazz. And the fact that I'm very, very much single, right? Because if you guys didn't know, I feel like I mention this all the time and in every single video, but I am very much single, like, I'm talking nearly five years single, I think, I think next May, um, that well, this coming May even, that'll be my five year anniversary of being single. So there's that, which is, I mean, it's not a great anniversary, I won't lie, but it is what it is. But um, yeah, so we're going to talk about like dating my my idea of the perfect date and all these things. But then we're also going to talk about like different kinds of relationships that like I've wrote a lot down for this episode. So strap on in. I love talking about this shit. Okay, so the, the thing that I've wrote down first is my idea of the perfect date. Now, I'm not going to lie. I would love to be one of those people that's like, I'd love to like go on like fun dates that are like adventurous or they're like active stuff like that. Like those kind of dates sound so good in theory, but I just think sometimes they can be a bit cringe. And also, like, I feel like it's like goals to be like, let's go rock climbing on our first date. But realistically, like, I would look 
an absolute shit show trying to rock climb because I've never done it before. So I feel like the tr- the trick is with stuff like that. It's like if you're organizing the date, make your date do something that you're already good at. And there's no real activity other than dancing that I can safely say that I would nail and that I'd be really good at. So I'd love to sit here and say that my ideal date would be the whole rock climbing, golfing, like all that kind of thing. And I know it's meant to be fun, but I still want to win because I'm competitive, all right? But yeah, so in essence, that would be incredible, right? And I would definitely, I would definitely not turn down a date to like mini golf and stuff because I do think that's really fun. But I just think it's also like hard to find people that would be interested in doing that sort of thing. Like I don't know many people that would want to do that kind of thing. So who knows on the activity front. Um, but I'd say personally, like I had a really good date until it went sour afterwards. But I had a really good date recently with a guy and it was kind of the perfect date because I've said in the like a past episode that I love the thought of like for example, them coming around to my flat, like what happened with this boy was he came around to my flat. I wasn't dressed yet or anything Like I was yet to get um, an outfit together. So he just came around to my flat. Like we chatted a bit. I got ready and we kind of got to know each other a little bit. We then went out to a bar and like had like drinks and stuff. So it was quite nice because obviously like I'd got to know him first before I went out, which I've said it's like a thing for me. Um, and then obviously we went out, had a few drinks and then he came back to mine. And I think we played, we played on like the PlayStation or something, um, which I think is a great date idea. Like I think like playing that, cause that's still active in a way. And I think it's still competitive. So you can kind of see how they act when you're up against each other. Do you know what I mean? Cause I'm, I'm not going to lie guys. I'm quite a, um, I'm quite a competitive person. And like, for example, guys, I would never, or I don't know, maybe I would, Maybe I would now, but I always used to say that I would never date a, date another dancer because I'd want to be the best, better one. But then also if they're really shit, then I'd, it'd kind of give me the ick. So I don't really know about dating dancers, but then I also think like dancers can be quite spicy and quite fun. But yeah, so my f- perfect kind of date is essentially getting to know them a little bit before we go out go out for some drinks, but not get completely shit-faced and bladdered. And then come back, maybe chill out a bit more, play play a game. I don't know. But obviously, like, like I said, I wouldn't mind, like, mini golf and stuff like that. Like, there's a really good place in Leeds that's, like, this, like, mini golf place, but you also can get pissed at the same time. And I recall the drinks just being really sugary. That was the only drawback. But... In essence, that's a really fun idea because like you're getting drunk and you're getting to know each other and you're doing an activity. So stuff like that, great fun. Stuff like rock climbing and such, I don't see that working for me, right? So I'm thinking that's kind of where I'm at in terms of dates. But as I've said, I don't really date and it's kind of because of that reason. Like I never really know what to do, what to do on a first date. And then when you say to someone like, oh, why don't you come round and we can like chat a bit, whatever, see where the night takes us. They automatically, because that's what gay people are like, take that in a very sexual way. Even if I'm like, I can mean this in the most platonic way, it's gay people. They'll they'll still ex- like expect like to be sucking my dick at the end of the night or something. I don't know. So that's kind of my thoughts on dates. So if anyone wants to take me out on a date, <laughs> please feel free. Slide into the DMs. Um please be pretty. 
do I tell you my type? Maybe, uh, well, I guess so, because what other episode would this fit in, I guess? Um, But my type is, actually, no, you know what I'll do? I'll tell you what my type used to be and kind of what it is now. So back in the day when I was actually getting into relationships, so like all those five years ago, my type when it came to boys was, and this is kind of because I was a very much twink, I don't, I'd only really experienced bottoming and all that kind of thing. Um, so my type was pretty manly, pretty manly, whatever that means, kind of muscular, bigger than me. That was the idea. And that was what I kind of wanted was someone bigger than me. That used to be my type, very built um, still kind of pretty, still funny. For me, it's really important that, that whoever it is, is just really funny and knows how to have a good time and isn't afraid of a laugh and a joke, and mainly because I like to take the piss, which, I mean, doesn't always come across the best. I also know that I don't necessarily flirt the best. Like, I don't think my, I don't think my flirting comes across all that well. So that makes it difficult. And, like, guys, when I've been out in the clubs and stuff, like, I get told regularly that I, I, I'm quite standoffish and, like, I look quite intimidating and, like, people are scared to come up to me. And it kind of irritates me because I think I, I truly, like, I've been told recently this, right, that exact thing. And in my mind, I thought I was being the most open and, and non-abrasive I could be, right? I truly, truly did. So I, I honestly don't know what I can do at this point. I think it's just the way my face is. So, yeah. That used to be my type, so muscular, bigger than me, kind of pretty, funny, um, whatever. Definitely into like their fitness and stuff, because I was also at the time, and obviously I was a dancer and stuff, so very active. Now, present day, we've really changed this tune, right? Because these days, I'm personally much bigger than I was. Like, I'm much more built, I'm six foot one, um... As some people say, I am thick, right? Um, so now I actually prefer people that are smaller than me, all the same size. But that's also because, not going to lie, I'm not really a bottom anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm kind of at the point where like, I would love to get back into bottoming. Um, like in a relationship, like I'd love to be a, like in a verse relationship because I think that's that's a great thing. And I think there's so much you can do with averse relationship. I mean, like there's there's less chances of you getting bored with each other. Um so so in so in an ideal world, being verse in a relationship is the goal. Um when it comes to like first getting to know people though, I definitely would say I'm just the top just because it's easier. Um and I've had like bad experiences bottoming in the past. And just like assholes, man, like then they're then they're, they're an interesting place and a lot of things can go wrong. Um, and a lot of things can hurt and a lot of things can get damaged, we'll say, right? I didn't expect to be talking about damaged assholes on the pod, but here we are. So these days I'm much more into twinks. Like I really didn't used to enjoy twinks. I still obviously thought twinks were attractive, but j- just not for me personally. Um, these days, much more into a twink. I kind of want them to be smaller than me. I kind of want to look after them. I don't mind if they're a bit younger because I used to go for people that were older than me because I wanted to be the one being looked after. But now I kind of want to look after someone else. What else? Still same kind of vibe though. Like I want them to be pretty, 
like kind of cheeky looking, still funny, up for a laugh. I'm not too bothered about like hair color, eye color and all that bollocks, could not care less. They do need to be into their fitness because like I said, I am. Um, creative, do you, do you know what? Creativity in a partner would be incredible because I'm I'm such a creative person and I, I enjoy painting and editing and drawing and all this crap. Like it would be so, so nice and like, I enjoy fashion. Like I could not, I don't think I could be with someone that doesn't really know how to dress themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like if they if like if they don't know what clothes look well together, like don't get me wrong, not everything always has to be like a look, like I've said in past episodes. Like I'm kind of over that. But I think like just knowing what colours work and what colours don't, it's it's just fashion for me. I just want you to look good. Right. Like I don't need someone in like a bird shirt and like skinny jeans and weird shoes, like shit flicker shoes, like that makes me feel ill, I'm not gonna lie, so yeah, that's my thoughts in terms of my type, Um, so if you fall into that category once again, if you fall into that category, then please, please, please feel free to sign into the, into the DMs, please be in the UK, <laughs> this is like Brad's dating show, isn't it, I feel like I'm like pimping myself out, but yeah, so please be in the UK, uh, slide into my DMs on Instagram, wherever you want to, I don't know, in, in the comments of this, I don't know. But yeah, um, also quick shout out, make sure you're commenting, liking on YouTube and five star reviews, please. Woo. But yeah. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is the idea of dating more than one person at once. Okay, so this is another one of those things where I wish I was more like this. I mean, I wish I dated in general, to be honest, like even going on any dates would be a win. Um, but I know that people can be really funny about the idea of dating several people at once. And what it, what it makes me think of is that episode of Friends. Now, if you've not watched Friends, you're not going to understand, understand what I'm talking about. But there's an episode of Friends where essentially one of the characters, Phoebe, um, she is dating like a fireman and a teacher, both at the same time, both of them are really doing well. She can see a future with both of them. And then essentially, like, she gets found out, long story short. She gets found out and then she ends up with neither of them, right? So I understand that there is that and it does seem a bit playerish. But I do think it's also quite important to play the field and figure out what you want. And I mean, also, if you've got people there, if you've got people pining, if you've got offers on the table. You'd be stupid not to go. Now, obviously, like, I'm not saying let let yourself get to the point of being, like, exclusive with several people. That's different, right? But I think, like, going on, like, first, second dates with several people at a time, like, I think that is kind of fun. And in essence, I would love to be one of those people, but I just know that I could never. Because I'm also the kind of person, like, if I've had a first date with someone and it's gone really well... I almost straight away wouldn't even want to be messaging someone else because I'd feel bad. But that's just me and my personal problems, I think. But maybe I try and get myself into more of like a fun situation and maybe try and date a few people. But I, I, guys, I find it hard to pin down just one bloke. And I'm not going to lie, like it's it's also become more and more difficult. And I mean, I'll get into part of the reason why I've kind of like, held off dates and like what I've been doing over this five years because it's not just I've decided to just swear off men like I kind of had a purpose in taking a break from dating and stuff um 
just not to this extent. But we'll get into that in a little bit. As I was saying, it's progressively gotten more difficult because I also think like, I've had people recently, guys, like start talking to me on say like Instagram DMs, whatever. And then they kind of like act oblivious. They don't really know what's going on. And it always seems a bit sus because like, in terms of my job, like I post everything on my story. Like if I've got like a new video going up, it'll be on my story. And obviously these people will see my story because they're not blocked from my story. In essence though, if I didn't want people to know, I could just block them. Anyway, but um, I've had people recently, guys, start talking to me and then it gradually come out that that like their reason for messaging initially was because they watched my videos and like enjoyed my videos. And it's just been like a weird thing that I've had to try and, try and get used to. Like, obviously... I'm I'm on no way saying like people are want are wanting me for like my job whatever I'm no, absolutely not saying that like I'm not so stupid and so delusional but it is sometimes like you got to think like what's your motive for wanting to be with me or wanting to even talk because this guy specifically this guy specifically told me that he didn't know what I did for a job and like asked me what I did for work. And don't get me wrong, I almost prefer prefer that. And I almost would rather them act as though they didn't know. So then I could just tell them. Because I also don't like to tell people what I do for for work straight away. But I think that's once again just kind of a me problem. But I've I, I mean it's not because I know I know people have gotten weird since obviously seeing what I do for work. So I don't really know. It just makes it difficult because you, you never really know whether people are, are actually interested in you or just interested in the fact that you've got a, a following, however big or small it is, do you know what I mean? And I, and I mean, obviously, there's a lot of celebrities that go through it way more than I do, but um, it's just weird to to be starting to see that almost. And also, God, I've got so many thoughts going around in my head, but it's also like, it automatically gets sexual straight away. Now, obviously, I will say, obviously, I keep saying obviously, and it's becoming really apparent in my brain. So I'm going to try and wean off the word obviously. Um, but it's become apparent that people see what I post online because it isn't always the most PG um, and take that as me being very, very open with not safe for work chat straight out the gates rather than trying to get to know me. And I mean, I will say this for anybody listening that has done that in the past. Um, I'm not that kind of person. And I think people are able to demonstrate themselves in different ways online. For example, I post on YouTube and I'm not provocative. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, I laugh and I joke about shit. But I'm not, like, provocative over there. Like, the stuff I post over there is more more or less PG for the most part. Then, obviously, Instagram and stuff like that, it's different. But I, but for me, that comes from a place of just, co- like, body confidence. And even not always confidence. Just, like, trying to own my body, that whole thing. So... That's also made dating harder for me. I'm very well aware that this is coming across very woe is me. And I promise I didn't mean it to. But it is what it is. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mind a flirt. I'm not, I'm no fucking prude, right? But I also wouldn't mind you just like wanting general chit chat and like having a good conversation, like talking about random shit. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, that's where I'm at with that. 
So next thing I thought we could talk about um, is not so much a personal thing, because I feel like I've already been quite personal, so we need to tone that down a bit. Um, but the next thing I thought we should talk about is the different kinds of relationships and my kind of thoughts on them, right? Now, there's not that many, or if there is more, I couldn't th fucking think of them. So the first one I've got is like polyamorous relationships, right? Now, in my brain, this is the act of which... Is it just the man? Like, I've known it more in, like, religious settings. And, like, I think I've watched things on Netflix about it. Where it's like, the man can have several wives. But does it work the other way around? Like, can the woman... Well, I've got another burp. And I'm just drinking water. Pardon me. Jesus. Um, can the woman have several husbands? That is my question. Because, I mean... Fairness says to me that she should be able to. Because why is it only the man? Do you know what I mean? But I feel like you only ever really see the man have several wives. And I think that's just greedy. I'm not going to lie. Part of me does just think that's greedy. I'm sure it works for some people. But I just think that it's men that don't want to just pin... First of all, pin themselves down to just one person. Right? But also kind of use each woman for different specific things to the point where obviously like it's completely fulfilled so like one woman might be really good at one thing whereas the other one lacks in it so then he's got her for that reason another one for that reason i imagine it's like they've all got different things about them that obviously complete the whole circle of a relationship um and i think it's like the ma this is completely subjective by the way and if this is coming across judgy i'm so sorry and if it works for you i'm so so happy for you but this is just my thoughts from an outsider's perspective okay i will say for me i think polyamorous relationships it's just the man not wanting to compromise almost or the person not wanting to compromise because like i said i don't know if the woman can have can have men um surely surely she can but um for me, yeah, it's like the man's not wanting to compromise. And obviously part of being in a relationship and like you working on it, because at the end of the day, like re relationships take work. They're not always an easy fit, but it doesn't mean they're not worthwhile doing or being in just because obviously the, the person has things about them that you maybe need to adjust to or get used to. For me... Being in a polyamorous relationship is kind of the man being like, well, I don't want to have to change this about myself or be with you in spite of these things. So I'm going to get someone else in this relationship that can fulfill that part and that, that can do that for me and all that kind of vibe. Does that make sense? So that's what, that's kind of what I see for polyamorous relationships. Like, like I said, all these things, if they work for you, I'm super happy, super, super buzzing for you, Right. Could I ever see myself being part of a polyamorous relationship? No. Um, I believe, and this is not like because I'm like religious or anything or was brought up in a super, super traditional manner. I mean, hello, I'm, I'm gay, right? There's nothing traditional about being gay. Um, but I just love and kind of look up to the thought of me and someone else being in a relationship, making it work, compromising, 
figuring stuff out as we go and just building a really strong unit. And I feel like that's really hard to do when you've got like seven other wives. Because at the end of the day, so, like one of your wives is going to fe- feel left out at some point. And I imagine there's loads of friction that can come along with it as well. So overall for me, polyamorous relationships, not my vibe. I've obviously wrote down monogamy. That's where I sit. That's where I land. Um, monogamous relationships... It just seems to work the most. And I, for me, I can only really see myself in a monogamous relationship. Now, who knows? I think I've said in a previous episode, but who knows? Later on in life, I might want to explore some of these other options. But for right now, I'd love to pin down just one person, right? I don't, I don't think I need to be shooting for the stars and trying to get seven or like whatever. Now, I, guys, I remember I watched this program. What was it called? I watched a program and it was essentially like, it was a very religious program, but it was about this prophet of like this like society. I don't even know what you'd call it. It was like this religious society and they had like this prophet that they believed that God was speaking through and it was on Netflix. What was it called? <gasps> That's it, guys. It was called Net, um, It was called Keep Sweet pray and obey. Now, if you've not seen it, I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix, but if it is, it's definitely worth worth a watch. I watched it in summer when I was in Greece. Um, and yeah, it was essentially how this prophet had like guys that I'm talking about 20 odd wives and they were like, some of them were fucking young. Like he was mar- marrying some of these girls and it turned out now trigger warning, we're going to be talking about like essay and rape um, just really quick, it turned out that like there was a load of like sexual assault and like rape and stuff going on within this society because I don't want to call it a cult because I don't know if that's what it was. Um, it gave cult vibes though. For me, that's just kind of where my mind goes when it goes to polygamy. But obviously, that then it's not always to that extreme. Like I'm very much aware that polygamy can be a beautiful thing, right? And if it fulfills you and it's fair, and you all feel like you're treated well. Now, I think it would be great, oh my god, imagine, if you're in a polyamorous relationship, right, I think it would be sickening if you were all bi, so like, the man, yeah, he could have seven wives, but then the wives could also like, play with each other, like, I feel like that could, that that's like, only fair, you know, um, and like, imagine if it was, if it was like, three husbands and like, 12 wives like all just doing things like that could be kind of fun like a kind of orgy vibe i see that working do you know what i mean i just i just find it difficult to believe that someone in that situation isn't feeling left out whatsoever I find that very difficult to believe. Now, next one I've got down is thruples. Now, this is obviously like a three-way situation. And I've, I'm not going to lie, I've, I've seen on Tinder actually quite a lot recently because I am on Tinder. Best believe we'll be doing an, um, an episode on dating apps specifically. But I've been on Tinder quite a bit recently because, you know, single, coming up to five years, would like to change it. Been on Tinder and I've been seeing a few people being like, couple looking for a third. What? That's crazy to me. But then it's once again, now I find it just hard to believe that it's just not, it's, it's not the, the fact that you're just unhappy together and you're not completely fulfilled by each other. You need to look externally for more people to kind of fill a void, 
to help you out in some way. I don't know, maybe that's just me and my narrow mind. I'll accept it, right? But that's another thing. Thruple, same deal. Same deal with like open relationships. They kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Thruples and open relationships. Although actually no, because I feel like thruples are something that can sometimes be based on three people coming together and enjoying each other's company and all getting into a relationship at the same time. So actually that's what a thruple is. Open relationships are more when it's like two people and then they eventually look for look for a third or like they just kind of spread their wings and you allow each other to like do the dirty with other people. Now that would never be me, right? I, my trust issues wouldn't allow. I just wouldn't like the thought of my partner doing the dirty with anyone but me if we're in a relationship. Now, I understand that a lot of the time it's like they have ground rules and like there's like, yeah, there's like certain rules and you've got to tell them if you're going out and doing all that kind of thing. But I just don't know of one open relationship situation that's not gone down the pan, gone down the shitter eventually. Like, for example, guys, now I'm going to tell some stories out of school here. And I hope he's not, I hope he's not listening to this because that would be really awkward. But I'm not going to say any names. But I was, oh God, do I talk about this? You know what? I think I'm going to, this was last year, right? I was like chatting, getting to know someone. He was older than me. He was lovely. Um, we got along really well. Um, we, it was kind of like a booty call situation right between us. Because as, as much as I say that I'd love to be in a relationship, like I'm busy, guys. I'm a busy guy. I've got priorities. I've got an empire to build, right? So I'm not that desperate. Even though I talk about it a lot, I'm not that desperate. I'm no like James Charles. I'm desperate. Not me mentioning James Charles twice <laughs> in the podcast already. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so we, we were getting to know each other. I basically found out eventually that he was in an open relationship with someone else, right? And they'd got a house. They'd been together for like nine years, right? And he, he, he'd like say stuff to me like, if I wasn't in this open relationship, like, would we date? Would we be together? All this stuff, right? Now that to me says that you're not happy in your relationship. Now I do know for a fact that the person that obviously I was like getting to know, he was the one that that had to kind of go along with the open relationship because obviously there comes a point when you're just a standard one-on-one -on -one relationship where one of you's like, yo, do we open this up? Now that, oh my God, if my partner ever came to me and said, should we open this up? I'd say, no, no, there's the door, right? There'd be no opening nothing up other than, you know. <laughs> so essentially his boyfriend had come to him and said, look, should we open this up? Right. And rather than losing him, rather than like obviously giving up the relationship, he decided to go along with it. And then that that then for me is recipe for disaster. And it's just a matter of time. Right. Because he clearly was not happy in this open relationship. And obviously he was saying all this stuff to me. And then, yeah, long story short, guys, their relationship ended. <laughs> their relationship ended and he was obviously going through it and they owned a house together. So obviously like they've got all that to sort out. But yeah, like I, I I wished him well, but it came to a point for me where I was just like, I was low-key starting to get feelings for the guy. And like, 
obviously he was still in this relationship with this other person. And I was, I was wanting to get to know him more and like, I wanted to like see him more. Whenever we'd like see each other, like it wasn't always just like sexual or whatever. It was like, we were, we'd chill, we'd just like get to know each other like you would any other person. Um, and for me, it was just like, I was kind of getting to like him and enjoy his company. But then I hated the fact that obviously he was with this other guy. Um, so eventually I was just like, you know what, look, like this isn't serving me. This isn't working well for me. So... I'm going to have to dip. I wish you well. Um, and then guys, yeah, literally not, not long late, not long after that, they, um, they broke up. Now, if he's listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've just told that story, but I've, I've not given any details and I'm not told no names, so it should be fine. And this is my pod. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> sorry. But anyway, next, I guess that does kind of lead us nicely into my personal experiences within relationships because guys tell you what i've been through i've been through the run of the mill (laughs) i really have like i'm talking i've had three relationships do we call them serious i don't know and looking back hindsight is a beautiful thing i'll say that right so looking back (sighs) interesting but I guess let's just start from the beginning. So obviously I came out and if you'd like me to do a full on episode on like my coming out and like my experiences before coming out and like things that I maybe got up to that I shouldn't have, right? Let me know because I can definitely add that in. I came out when I was 17, I believe, yes. Um, And I I, I got my first boyfriend when I was 17, almost 18. He was... I think he was like some sort of medical student and he actually lived in Leeds and he worked in a bar here called Fiber. Doesn't work there anymore. So I can obviously speak about it. But yeah, we weren't together for that long. We were there for a couple, we were together for a couple of months, but obviously then I had to move away from, from the North to go to uni that summer. We were essentially planning on doing like the sort of long distance thing, but plot twist didn't last that long. Didn't need to. Right. But, essentially kind of where things started to go a bit of a miss now looking back this was a massive red flag and it was a red flag at the time and i recall thinking it was a red flag but i kind of looked past it um because i was naive and stupid and this was my first relationship but i recall um this guy that we both had on facebook at the time um was like messaging my boyfriend and I saw it on Facebook. And whenever I'd go to his house, like he'd have like his laptop open because we'd watch movies on it and stuff. Um, and I remember like once like we, my boyfriend had like fell asleep, ex-boyfriend, he'd like fell asleep. Um, and then I was still watching the movie and a message from this person popped up. So I was like, okay, um, guess I'm looking, right? Because I'm sorry, if anyone has the willpower to not look in that situation i do commend you but i i don't i don't have that willpower right so i looked um and best believe i didn't enjoy what i saw i don't think there was nudes or anything involved but it was very 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 much flirtatious conversation they were talking about meeting up i think they had met up and like they were talking about that like because guys i did some scrolling right so all this happened, I remember bringing it up to my ex and I was just like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Um, pissed off, like really pissed off. I recall there was a time, <gasps> oh my God, guys, there was actually quite a big moment where 
he'd gone to get a shower, left his phone in the bedroom. So me being sneaky, right? This was like at the height of my trust issues with this guy. Me being sneaky, I was like, right, now's my chance. So while he was in the shower, I locked his door, right? And then I, th I think I was planning on looking through his phone. I'm not sure if I actually did. But I thought, now this was kind of mind games on my part. And low key, it fucking worked. Because I thought, right, if he sees that the door's locked, he's going to assume that I'm going through his phone. And if he's, and if he's up to something, he's going to get real angry. Right? And I'm not sure if I did go through his phone or his laptop or whatever. Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't condone that. But like I said, guys, this was at the height of like my trust issues and issues with this guy. And it was my first relationship, right? You live and you learn. Um, and guys, he went berserk, right? He went off. I mean, to the point where he was like hammering the door, booting it. Like I thought the door, I thought the door was coming down, right? He was furious. So that said to me, I was like, right now he's got loads of stuff to hide here. I was like, because no one gets that angry unless you're really scared of someone seeing something, right? And did I see Grinder? Maybe I'm making some of this stuff up, but I swear I remember seeing Grinder, the app on his phone. And I didn't like that either, obviously. There was so much shit looking back, and I'm surprised I, I stayed for as long as I did. Because then, guys, this is when it all came to a head. So that happened. It was angry with me, whatever, we got over it. And I was like, I think I pleaded the fifth and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't, I didn't look through your phone. Like, I think I just made something up. And I don't actually think I did look through his phone. I just wanted him to think that I did. And obviously it worked in my favor. But anyway, um, after that, I'm not sure how long, long after, not that long, but essentially I was at my, obviously my parents' house. So I was living with my parents at the time. And I got a message randomly at like half past six on the morning from a boy that I went to school with. And he was like, oh, like, are you and such and such still going out? And I was like, that's a really fucking weird message. Because I'd not spoken to that person since school, right? So I was obviously like, what the fuck? Like, why Why are you talking to me now, first and foremost? And why is the, the first thing you ask whether I'm still with my boyfriend? So obviously, alarm bells were ringing, right? And then... I, I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't really think too much of it because I didn't want to like fully spiral. Um, but it was obviously like, it was like a thing where I was like, what's going off here? Like, I was trying to figure it out for that whole day. Then, right, obviously told him, yes, we were still together, whatever. I can't really remember what he replied. I don't think it was much. Um, and then I went shopping that day with like a friend um, at the time. And I got a message on Instagram from a boy that I knew lived in Leeds, worked in Leeds, worked at Fiber with my ex-boyfriend. And he was like, Brad, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, I essentially saw your ex-boyfriend like kissing, getting off with a boy last night. And then I was like, right, I want to know what this boy looks like. Because obviously once again, alarm bells started ringing. Right. And I was like, what's this boy look, look like for like just out of curiosity, and he was like, described, described this boy that I went to school with, um, and obviously, yeah, turns out, my ex-boyfriend cheated on me with a boy that I went to school with, and that I was really good friends with in school, 
Um, and then obviously I found out this information. I got extremely angry because I'm not the kind of person that gets sad straight away. I get real fucking angry, especially if someone cheats on me. Like I ain't getting sad about that shit. Like that's their problem. That's their issue. They fucked up. So I'm not about to get sad over someone cheating on me and betraying me. Like that's not my problem. So I obviously got real fucking angry was obviously still shopping with this girl. And I was like, look, I'm going to have to go. Um, then went back home, was messaging this boy that I was, um, that I'd obviously been to school with. And I was like, did you see my boyfriend last night? Did you kiss my boyfriend last night? Blah, blah, blah. Then this boy, guys, was such a pussy hole that he put this other girl that I'd known from school, he put her on the phone and she was replying to me because he didn't dare reply to me right? And guys, you'd think he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry, like I didn't know you you two were still together, whatever. Oh no, 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 I don't even recall getting an apology, people. There was no apology, there was no remorse, it was just like him being like, yeah, it is what it is, that happens. It definitely, he definitely didn't say sorry, but it was more just like, yeah, just thought you should know, like, my bad. And I think, he probably tried to play it off like he didn't know that we were together, even though we followed each other on social media at the time and I definitely posted pictures of me and him. But anyway, so that obviously happened. I went home, spoke to my mum straight away because I find it really difficult not to speak to my mum about everything that's happening in my life. Like she she knows everything straight away as soon as it happens. Spoke to my mum about it. And then I called my ex and I was like, look, I'm coming through. I was like, I'm not telling you why, but we need to talk. Um, so I'm coming through, so be ready. I'll be like half an hour, whatever, because I have to get the train. Um, went through, took all his shit back, which in hindsight, why did I fucking bother? Should have thrown it away. Um, took all his shit back, all the stuff that he'd bought me, whatever, took it all back, walked into his place, dumped it all on the floor. And then he, I remember he was sat there like eating like a fucking pancake or something. And he was like sniggering behind the pancake when I was like, clearly furious, right, was sniggering behind this pancake. And I remember I snatched a fucking pancake out of his mouth and threw it, right? And then I obviously got really angry, told him why I was there. Then he got really sad. He started crying. And then I was getting all my stuff together from his place because I'd left some clothes and stuff there. Started getting all my stuff together. And then he like really turned on the waterworks. Like he was saying stuff like, oh, like I was speaking to my grandma. Like she's so excited to meet you all this bollocks because um, his parents and stuff like they lived in Wales. So it's not easy to go and see people. And we'd not been together that long. And I take my time with that sort of thing. But anyway, so yeah, he was like, oh, my grandma's really excited to like see you. Like she wants to really get to know you, like all this bullshit, like really trying to tug on my heartstrings. And I was like, well, you should have thought about that before you put your tongue down someone else's throat. Then I really made him cry. I recall he was fucking blubbering, crying. Um, And then, yeah, I just left. And then guys, since then, he's been trying, not so much recently, but like a few years after that, was constantly trying to like, wean his way back in, wanted to meet all the time, doing like just doing like the typical groveling thing, right? So yeah, that riled me. Um and that was my first that was my first relationship. That was my first experience um with a male. Um and how fun that was, hey? What a great way to start off on this journey. Okay, so my next relationship, this one is much more quick, but there's actually quite a bit of fruity stuff to it. So let's start at the beginning. I was on a holiday with my parents at the time um, and I got this message from this boy 
my ex-boyfriend. And he was like, hi, Brad. He was like, um, you're so-and-so's ex, right? Like said the name of my first ex. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, just thought I'd, I just thought I'd like tell you that like he's done the same thing to me that he did to you. Right. It was like, um, yeah, he's cheated on me like disgusting stuff, like loads of shit's happened essentially. And he was like, he never stopped talking about you. Like apparently like he just chat to this new boy about me because he was still so fucking hung up on me. And um, which I mean, fair play. <laughs> kind of a slay on my part, I won't lie. But yeah, so this boy was just like, all this stuff's happened. Essentially he's cheated on me. What do you think I should do? Um, is this the kind of stuff that he did to you? We're just kind of asking my, my advice and like was just seeing what he did to me, all the things that he'd got up to while we were together and all the shit that he put me through and kind of wanted to compare and contrast what he'd done to him and essentially wanted my help in figuring out whether he was to break up with this person. Obviously, I was like, break up with him is a piece of shit, doesn't change. And because apparently he'd been saying to this boy like, oh... I'll ch- like I've I've changed since then like because obviously they they spoke about why me and him broke up and he told told him which is interesting why would you tell someone that but anyway I guess in in the um in the sense of being honest I guess so yeah so he told this boy all this bollocks me and this boy spoke then he was this guy my ex my second ex was like oh um we should like meet up when I when you come back from your holiday and we can just like to basically talk shit about him. And I was like, that sounds fucking great. So I was like, count me in, I'll be there. Because this guy lived down London, which is where I was living at the time because I was at uni. So we meet up. It was definitely more of a date scenario. Long story short, we got into a relationship. Now, it I, I don't really class it as much because it was, guys, I think it was like six to eight weeks. It was a stint. It was short-lived right? So for me, it was like, uh, I definitely, and I'll say this, I'll hold my hands up and say, I definitely got into that relationship for the wrong reasons. Um, I was, I was definitely doing it to hurt my first ex because I knew that he'd find out. Um, also my second ex was a hairdresser. So I also loved the thought of getting free haircuts. (laughs) Um, I know all this sounds really bad, but I've changed a lot, trust me. So that was kind of my second one. And I remember I pulled something really shitty and I'm I'm not going to say what it is, but I pulled something really shitty at the time um, in order to break it off with him. Um, And I'm I'm really not proud of it and I'm still not proud of it. Um, But I will say that after obviously that happened and we broke off, broke it off like a year later, um... I did message him and like, just kind of say like, I'm so, so sorry for what I put you through. Like I'd, I'd already kind of learned from my own mistakes, I guess. It's not, it wasn't even a year later. It was probably like a year and a half later. I messaged him and I, I was just like, I need to get this off my chest. Like it's kind of been not haunting me because that's kind of dramatic, but it's just been like one of those things that I feel like I need to say sorry for because I know that I put you through a really shit time. Um, so yeah, I had to get, I had to get that off my chest. Um, and he forgave me. And I'm sure that if like I saw him out today, like I'm sure we'd get along great. And like we speak, we speak every so often, like there's no hard feelings. Thank God, because I was a, I was kind of a piece of shit to him. I've not, I've not always been an angel. Right. Um, so that was my second relationship. Like I said, pretty short and sweet. I'm not a shit person. I promise. 
Um, my third and final relationship. Now, this was ugh, this one's the rough one, right? Now, we might get real here because I really went through it with this relationship. So, this relationship was basically straight away after that last one. He was a lovely guy. I was very much in love with him, or so I thought at the time. Like now, like like I said, like hindsight's a beautiful thing. Now I'm not sure looking back if I was in love or if it was more like dependency. Because I'll say this, and now this is definitely getting real, is like I used to definitely look to relationships and stuff like that for validation and like I said, getting into them for the wrong reasons and like would use these people as like distractions almost from um, the rest of life. So, and obviously at the time it was mainly uni. So that was definitely the case with this last relationship. Like I, I got into the relationship and he kind of took over my whole world and it was, I was very much fixated on him and like was head over heels for him at the time. But like I said, I'm not sure if it was like him or just because I needed the distraction almost. Got into this third relationship. Everything was going really, really, really great. Um, he was also like similar to me in terms of his career and like what he wanted to be. Because I think he was he was in his last year of uni. I was in my second year of uni, um, even though we were like a few years apart in age. And yeah, like it went really, really well. We were together for a total of six months. And essentially the end, the end of it, because nothing really crazy happened. Like I thought everything was going really well. I remember the day that we ended up breaking it off was a lovely like weekend day and we'd been to Richmond. It was summer or like it was like sunny at least. And we'd had a really nice day. It was one of the nicest days actually of his whole relationship, I thought. And then I remember we got back to my place. We were kind of cuddling and then he just went, I've got something to ask you. And I was like, okay. So like I sat up and I was like listening um, and he was like, how do you think this is going? Yeah, that was the question he asked me. It was just like, how do you think this is going? And I was just like, fine on my end. Like, I think this is going great. Because I wasn't on the wise. Like, I truly was all into it. Like, I thought it was great. <laughs> and then long story short, yeah, it turned out he didn't think so. I cried a lot. And it was like, that night he was planning on obviously staying over. So he was like, do, do you want me to leave? Or like, shall I stay over tonight? And then I was just like you can do what you want. And he was like, I, I really want to stay over. And I was like, this is kind of weird. Like you're breaking it off with me, but yet you don't just want to leave. Like you want to stay over another night. And like, we were cuddling. He was kissing me, like being all fucking lovey dovey, even though he was the one that was ending it. And like, he gave it excuses like us not having anything in common, even though we were both like similarly in the same field. Like he was an actor. I was a dancer very much go hand in hand. Um, and he was kind of like a nerd almost. Like he was into like comics and gaming and all that stuff, but I was trying guys. Like, and I'm not typically into the, all that stuff. Um, and I remember like, I'd go around to his, I'd really get into it. Like I'd play Fortnite and shit with him. So I was like, I was like trying. Whereas like, I don't think he came to one of my dance things at the time. So like, it was kind of like a slap in the face that he'd say to me that we didn't really have anything in common, but yet he wasn't the one that seemed to be trying. Um, 
because like, it's one of those things, like I said, like I think relationships, like you should have to like compromise and work on things, whatever. So he gave that as an excuse that we didn't have anything in common. Then he said about my age and I was 19 at the time or, or was I 18? No, I think I was 19 at the time and he was 23. So like the age gap wasn't big either. And it had not really been an issue. Like we'd got along well up to that point. He didn't seem way beyond my years because I've always been relatively mature for my age. So that was another reason why I wanted to break it off. He was, he was spouting all this bullshit and all these reasons for wanting to break it off with me. And none of them actually made sense now looking back. But at, at the time when it was happening, like I was devastated and I was like crying loads. Um, but yeah, and then he, he, he stayed over the night and then like I said, was being like really lovey-dovey and weird. And then it came to the morning and obviously like I woke up and I was sad and I was crying. And then it was just like laid on me and was like apologizing and like saying all this bullshit, but then ultimately was still going to leave. So I was just like, why, why are you spout, spouting all this crap? Just go, just leave. Um, oh, it was so fucking sad. And then, yeah. And then I, I literally watched him walk, walk away out of my window and then I recall me not eating for several days. I didn't leave my room. I didn't go to uni. It really, really affected me, guys. And then I kind of got to a point, like, on the third day or whatever, I'd had a shower and I kind of said to myself, look, and this this stuff's kind of stuck with me since then. And it was, I just said to myself, like, look, he didn't want you. There's nothing you could have done. Because I was essentially beating myself myself up thinking, what could I have done different? What could I have given him that that would have made him stay almost? Um, so, yeah, I was like kind of beating myself up saying all that. But then I kind of got to a conclusion where I was just like, look, he didn't want you. There's nothing more you can do to make him want you. Like if, if he wanted you and if he wanted to be in a relationship with you, he would have stayed. So rather than being sad and depressed and lonely about it, pick yourself up dust yourself off and find someone that actually wants to be with you for the right reasons. And yeah, and that's kind of what I did. And then I, I and then I kind of just worked on myself. But then he was like another one that kept crawling back. Like I remember the Christmas after, after we'd broken up, came back into the picture, came round. Obviously things happened and all this bullshit. And then I remember, guys, there was a time when he messaged me really sad saying that he was so depressed over this relationship that he'd been in for on and off for a month with this boy that I'd been seeing all over his social media. And he was like messaging me saying like how sad he was and how this boy just kind of picked him up and just keeps chewing, chewing him up and like spitting him out, whatever, all this crap. And then I kind of got really down on myself around that time being like, wow, like he is going in on me saying how much he's sad and depressed over this relationship that he'd been in for little little under a month said to me that he didn't think that six months was a long time when we broke up like he he played the time that we'd been together down completely and said that six months was nothing but yet he was here in my dms saying how much he loved this guy when when all this guy had done was treat him like shit and ultimately not wanted to be with him and fucked him over. He, yeah, did all this and said all this stuff to me in DMs. And I got really sad on myself and was thinking like, fuck, like I really must not have been able to give him anything or like 
must really not have been able to give him what he wanted for him to completely discount six months with me and hold an on and off month with this boy so highly and in such high regard. Like, guys, he was saying to me that he was obsessed with this guy. Like, can't imagine his life without this guy. And I was just like, also thinking, why the fuck are you talking to me about it? Like, do you not recall that you broke my fucking heart? And I remember, like, I've got my diary over there and I wrote about this in my diary. Um, I don't know if I can read it, guys, because it's really, really... Do you know what? I am going to quickly read it. One minute. Okay, guys, I found it. Took me a little while, but I found it. Um, Now, I do recall this being quite sad, but it does have an almost uplifting end, so just bear with. So I guess we're reading my fucking diary now. So, this was Sunday, the 10th of February, 2019, okay? I I wrote the slight beginning bit, which is pointless, and then I've put, messaged... What can we call him? Um, Message Marvin. Message Marvin today. That's not his name. Message Marvin this evening as he started messaging again last night. Just generic stuff and how I felt after, after the time he came over and stayed the night, which is what I told you guys. Around Christmas, he came back into the scene. Right? Um, today, he was very down, so I asked about it as I figured it was about about the boy he had been seeing. And I know I I am his ex, but I do care about him as a friend and a person. I don't want him to be upset just just because we didn't work out. He literally broke down and said that the breakup was killing him and how he's never gotten so deep before and he's obsessing over this boy, even though he treated treated Marvin like shit. They'd been together for under a month on and off. What's gotten to me is that I feel I felt a similar way when he broke it off with me and it's just shitty that I couldn't make him happy. God, I could kind of cry. Um, and I remember him saying that six months for our relationship wasn't that long, but yet a relationship has been he's been in for under a month is making him think about think about bad things. I also think of what what that boy has that I don't, or what he gave Marvin that I couldn't, because we look similar. Um in age, and Marvin said that's the reason he broke it off with me. I do sometimes wish I could have made him happy enough, I guess, but clearly I wasn't enough, so no point dwelling. I've, I'll find someone who thinks I am enough. See what I mean? Very sad and depressing, but does have sort of an uplifting energy. But yeah, so then that kind of happened, and that was kind of the last thing. And then I think I still have him on social media, but we don't really interact anymore. There's been every so often where he'll creep up out of the woodwork and like randomly message when he's lonely. But it kind of got to the point where I, I, I knew the signs and I knew what was going on. Like whenever he'd try and message me, it was just because he'd got out of a relationship with someone and wanted someone to chat to. So yeah, they're, they're kind of all three of my experiences. And like I said, I, I then decided, like like I wrote at the end of that, just to, I, I, I wanted to work on myself, guys. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to work on myself. I wanted to make myself happy first because I hated the, the feeling of my happiness, which was these relationships, or especially the last relationship, I'd say, being taken away from me without my control. And I hated that feeling. So rather than trying to rush back into a relationship and try and find the validation and the happiness through another person, I then kind of told myself that I would not do that, focus on myself, make myself happy in any which way. Don't get me wrong, it's not always been the easiest, but I definitely can say that now I'm I'm much happier in myself, much more self-confident, um, my, my career's doing great, 
all these things. And I, and my main reason for wanting to do that was because I wouldn't want to get into another relationship and then it just be another one of those like cycles where it starts off great and shit on whoever's part. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I wanted to learn from these three different experiences because every single experience and every single relationship that I've been in, like you guys have just heard, they're all very different and they've all taught me something different and a different emotion. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. that's kind of where I'm at. But then I also think that's why I'm so picky and I don't just go on dates randomly, even though they're not always that deep. But for me, it's what it's like if I go on a date and I think the date's gone well, like I can automatically see a future and it going somewhere. Um, so I think I've essentially just taught myself to not put myself out there to every single fucking person just on the off chance that it ends shit so I'd rather make sure that someone's intentions are pure and that they're looking for the same stuff that I am before really giving them a chance does that make does that make sense but yeah so that's kind of that and there's not much there's not much left for me to talk about to be honest i've wrote down the concept of fate and everything happening for a reason because someone asked me to kind of hit on this and all i can really say is that i do believe that everything happens for a reason and i do think i had all these relationships to teach me a lesson to teach me different things and ways to handle ways to handle different situations and i definitely think i've grown as a person from that and i think that's pretty evident because i would not act the way I acted, for example, in my second relationship, and I would not break it off the way that I broke it off at all today because I felt so guilty and so bad. Even like a year later, I felt really awful about it. And I I mean, I still feel awful about it now. Like I really don't, I, I, I find it difficult to forgive myself for that um, situation just because like honesty is always the best in, in that situation. Um, and I can say I, I definitely didn't use honesty um, to break it off. So yeah, I do believe everything happens for a reason. And I also think like at this at this stage in my life, I'm not too fussed about getting into a relationship and stuff like that. Because I think for me right now, it's really important that I focus on my work and bettering myself still because it's guys, it's it's not it's not over. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not like I'm done focusing on myself now and I'm better and like I'm I'm doing really well. Like it's a constant struggle, it's a constant figuring stuff out because there's so much to us and I think it's important that we really take the time to get to know ourselves but before trying to give our all to someone else and yeah I can safely say that now if I did get into a relationship I'd be getting into it for the right reasons and I'm ready to give my all to someone in a very healthy way but I also understand that space space within a relationship is very important and I preach that like some of my sisters like they've rushed into relationships and they find it hard to be apart from their spouses whatever and I've said like space is so important because you don't want to get in into a rut of like depending on each other and being in each other's pockets and irritating each other this whole thing as for fate who knows? I know people say, obviously, like, when when you're least expecting it, it'll come into your life, that whole thing. Who knows? But with all that said, I guess this is the end of this episode. My battery's about to die on the camera. So, yeah, that's another episode down the drain. And I hope to see you next time on The Kitchen Sink. <laughs>